VoiceAmerica.com. Welcome to Positive Living, the program that brings you practical and inspiring principles for living more authentic, engaging, and passionate lives. Created by Patricia Raskin, a catalyst for positive change. All comments, views, and opinions expressed on this program are solely those of the host, guest, and callers. Now, with Positive Living, here's Patricia Raskin. Well, good morning, everyone, if you're on the West Coast, and good afternoon, everyone, if you're on the East Coast. I'm Patricia Raskin for Positive Living, right here on VoiceAmerica.com. I'm proud to say I was one of the first people who had a show on Voice America back in 2001, 2002, and really one of the first online, and it's amazing how the Internet has grown and how Voice America has grown. There were probably 10 to 20 shows in those days, and now there's about 200. So it's very exciting, the growth, and it's wonderful that there's an opportunity for people to have this kind of quality radio programming on the Internet, and it's certainly there for all of us, and that's what my program is. Positive Living is about turning your obstacles into opportunities and your problems into solutions. It's about making your dreams come true, but it's also about being realistic, being in the now, being practical, but always having that hope. And so today we're talking about how can we build positive relationships and loyalty in business, and we can also talk about that professionally, too. My guest today is Lisa Andromalis, who is a partner and vice president of marketing for ProPoint Card Services, a merchant services company that offers full suite of payment and loyalty marketing solutions. Welcome, Lisa. Thank you, Patricia. Thanks for having me. Yes, and your experience uh, has included working with Volkswagen of North America, Bell Atlantic, now Verizon, Anz Organic Macaroni and Cheese. I mean, you've, you've worked with some major companies. And today we're talking about how do you really develop customer loyalty. What is a loyalty program? Well, it can be a number of different things. I think the most common way that people think about a loyalty program is a traditional kind of rewards program. And and basically that's any kind of systematic way that a business can encourage and then reward repeat business from their customers. So that's kind of the traditional view. But I think we need to kind of broaden how we view loyalty. Um, A loyalty program isn't just about providing rewards. Um, it's about an opportunity to re- establish a connection with customers and an opportunity to create a positive relationship with your clients. And how do you do that? I mean, when you say program, is, is there a structure, an absolute structure to do that? Is it a step-by-step process, or is it intuitive or both? It's a little of everything. I mean, there's definitely a number of different ways that it can be done. I'm not here to say that there's one hard and fast rule for a loyalty program. Um, But I think for it to be successful in a business, just like so many other things in business, you need to have something that's a system, and you need to find a program that works for you and for your business and implement it in a way that's consistent. So, for example, there's a number of different ways to say, you know, how do you do that? I'm sure we've all been in businesses, whether it's our local coffee shop or a major retailer, where they've offered some sort of rewards program. It can be something as simple as, going to the coffee shop, and every time you go and buy a coffee, they punch a card that you walk out the door with, and the next time you come back, they punch it again. When the card is full, you get whatever it may be, a free muffin, a free coffee, or whatever the case may be. Or it can be something much more sophisticated where they're tracking specifically 
what your purchases are. You know, today you had a hazelnut coffee. Tomorrow you had an iced coffee. Sometimes you buy a muffin. Sometimes you don't. And then they can communicate with you outside of the retail environment and continue to kind of, you know, feed into the likes and dislikes of their customers and reward them according to that. So there's lots of different ways it can be done, um, and we work with our customers kind of to help them find a way that works for their business model. How do you help customers in today's business client climate where they may be losing some business due to the economy? Well, you know, there's a lot of reasons that people lose um, lose customers, and it's, it's a reality of of any business. Um, you know, there's different studies and, and some suggest that on average the average retailer loses about 30% of their customers every year. So that means you have to do quite a bit of marketing and reaching out of new customers just to stay even every year. If you're losing 30% just to replenish that to be back to even can be quite an undertaking. So what we do is we encourage our customers, and, and this is just one kind of component of what we do, uh, we encourage our customers to look at loyalty as a way to reduce that attrition rate. Um, and attrition, again, happens for a number of different reasons. Sometimes customers find a better alternative for them, and they might find something more affordable. Um, sometimes they, they may simply leave, quite frankly, because they don't feel a need to stay. They don't feel appreciated or recognized um, or a reason why should they buy from you as opposed to anyone else. So implementing a loyalty program can certainly help to stem that. If I'm looking at two providers and the cost difference is relatively small, but I do have a good, strong relationship with one of the providers, Mm -hmm. chances are that small difference of cost is not going to get me to move. So if if I'm working with someone who appreciates my businesses and consistently either rewarding me or simply sending me a thank you card, thanking Mm -hmm. me for my business, Mm -hmm. I'm more likely to stay loyal to that particular business. So what you're saying is that those small details really make a difference. They do. I think, you know, if we look at our own buying habits and how we as customers like to shop and like to make purchase decisions, whether, again, it's for that small cup of coffee or if it's for a much larger purchase, for example, you know, buying a major appliance for your home or what have you, those details are important. And I think even more so in an economy where people are really watching their dollars, people aren't just looking at the price. They're looking at what is the overall value I'm getting because they are being very particular with how they're spending their money and they want to make sure that they're getting a good value. Again, not just by, oh, well, this is $10 less or this is 50% off today, but, you know, long-term is going to cost me more. Mm -hmm. They need to look at the overall experience of how they're spending their dollars and the experience of what they're going to get back in the long run. Mm -hmm. So that's really what's important. Um, You also talk a lot about is that you need to broaden how you view loyalty. Mm-hmm. that it's not just about providing rewards. It's an opportunity to establish a connection with customers and to create that relationship so that once you have that long-term relationship, it's much easier in hard times to keep that going, correct? Correct. Yep, and I think, you know, if we go back to, you know, the example that I, I first kind of laid out with, with the coffee shop and the punch card, 
that, you know, my view is it's, it's better than doing nothing. You know, that is definitely something where you, you're trying to establish some sort of rapport. I don't want to call it a relationship, but rather a rapport with your customers in that case. But what we encourage people to do is really take it one step forward, further because you really need to have the relationship. Because the reality is once that person walks out the door with that card, you really don't know who they are and you don't have any information. If they never come back again, how can you possibly get them back? If they're coming consistently for three months and then suddenly that person with the card stops coming in, you don't have any way to reach out to them. So one of the things that we talk about is making sure that you can identify your customers and have some sort of loyalty program that's tied back to a database where you have, at a minimum, the person's you know, name and either address or email so that you can reach out to them and, and develop a relationship that goes beyond the four walls of the retail environment or even if it's something where it's an Internet-based program outside of the, the buying experience. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it, it's really, um, as you said, it's broadening it as much as you can mm-hmm. so that it's, uh, it, it builds that relationship over time. Exactly, and and what you're allowed to do to build the relationship, you can communicate now with your customers in a way that's meaningful, um, connect with them in a way that's meaningful. You can look at your own marketing and and talk to your customers, um, again, in a way that drives home your benefits and benefits of having that relationship with you. Um, There's there's a lot of different ways that you can do that, and and make it a really more robust program than simply come on in and when you happen to come in, we'll punch a card and if you get enough, we'll reward you. It really should be a little bit more proactive on the part of the, of the business to expand that relationship beyond just that dynamic. Okay. All right. And when we come back after break, we're going to talk about how many businesses lose up to 30% of their customers annually and what, you know, what, what can we do and maybe some really specific things and talking about the 80-20 rule, how many times it's 20% of our customers that we're catering to. So we're going to talk more about this. My guest today is Lisa Andromalis. And Lisa, what is your website for people to log on to? It's www.propoint cardservices.com, all one word. Okay. All right. And Lisa Andromalis is a partner and vice president of marketing for ProPoint Card Services, a merchant service services company that offers a full suite of payment and loyalty marketing solutions. And she has had uh, experience with major national firms, including Volkswagen North America and Bell Atlantic, now Verizon, and she has put together many customer loyalty programs for them over the years. All right. Um, You're listening to Positive Living, and when we come back, we're going to talk more to Lisa. Remember, folks, that you can definitely log on to my website, raskinresources.com or patriciaraskin.com. And I have a blog and a newsletter, and I have three radio programs, and so you can check those out. You can certainly write to, you can write to me. I would love to hear from you. And if you'd like to sign up to be on my list, I'd certainly love that as well. And remember, my guest website today is propointcardservices.com, propointcardservices.com. You're listening to Positive Living. I'm Patricia Raskin right here on voiceamerica.com. Stay tuned, folks. We'll be right back. News. News. Opinion. 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 Can you hear me? 
Your voice counts. Call toll-free 1-866-472-5787. 1-866-472-5787. VoiceAmerica.com. Here's a show for baseball players, coaches, parents, and those who love the game. At least 90% of sports success, including baseball, requires mental strength in order to fully benefit from technical ability. And the higher the competition level, the more critical it becomes to possess mental muscle. Tune in every Tuesday at 4 p.m. Pacific time to Championship Thinking, hosted by Jim Meyer, and brought to you by the National High School Baseball Coaches Association. Jim, sports psychology coach, trainer, and author of numerous articles and the workbook, Championship Thinking, Building Mental Muscle in Baseball, simplifies the mental game with easy to understand tools and tips with his weekly guest jim draws from successes with professionals college high school and youth teams coaches and players learn how to remain confident and focused at crunch time when pressure tension and anxiety like to make an uninvited appearance tune in and tune up your mental and technical knowledge and skills with championship thinking every tuesday at 4 p.m pacific time right here on america's voice voice america hey dad what i can't get the ketchup bottle open Here, let me try. Here you go. Thanks. You don't have to be a hero to be a hero. When you adopt a child from foster care, just being there makes all the difference. To learn more, call 1-888-200-4005. A public service announcement brought to you by Adopt US Kids, the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, and the Ad Council. Had an accident? The people you may encounter may be attorneys, doctors, and insurance agents. How do you protect yourself and your family? Tune into Meeting by Accident with attorney Tom Woodruff, an experienced trial attorney and former legislator. Attorney Woodruff and his expert guests assist and inform on what to do in a crisis, what steps to take, what to avoid, and most important, what you need to know to get through the process. Meeting by Accident broadcasts every Tuesday at 10 a.m. Pacific, 1 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America channel. Because being informed makes all the difference. Tune into Meeting by Accident with attorney Tom Woodruff. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com Well, hello, everybody, and welcome back. Welcome back to Positive Living, and I'm Patricia Raskin right here on voiceamerica.com. Remember, folks, this is a program that shows you how to turn your problems into solutions, your obstacles into opportunities, and really how to make your dreams come true. That's what we do here at Voice America and what we do specifically at Positive Living. And, you know, as I've been saying there's been some things written lately about positive news and negative news and how sometimes we can be so negative, but there's also been some criticism of being too positive, too positive to the, to the uh, point that we are not seeing the reality of the situation. So what my program tries to do is to look at the realistic piece here to see what is going on practically and what is the opportunity in that issue that we can use to solve the problem and to move ahead. If we're too stuck in the negative, we don't go anywhere because we see gloom and doom. And if we're so uh, fixed on the positive and we don't see the downsides, then we can be blindsided when the downside happens. 
So that's what this program does, and today's no exception. Today we're talking about not just customer service, but customer loyalty. How do you develop a client base of customers? And, you know, you could really apply this to your personal life as well, that stay with you, that believe in you, that stay with your service or product because they believe in what you're doing and because you have developed that kind of loyalty. We are talking about customer loyalty programs. My guest is Lisa Andromalis, who is a partner and vice president of marketing for ProPoint Card Services, a merchant services company that offers full suites of payments and loyalty marketing solutions. Um, she has worked with large communications companies and clients there have been Volkswagen and Verizon, and she's developed large customer loyalty programs. Welcome back, Lisa. Thank you. Okay, how do we develop this program from the ground up? You know, somebody who may be a small business may not have thousands of dollars to develop the customer service loyal program that sometimes it takes, you know, it takes in terms of financial means. Right. Well, and that's actually the area that we kind of focus on. There's definitely, you know, you can go out and spend twenty, thirty, forty thousand dollars developing a loyalty program that will track every every minute detail of a customer's behaving pattern and then go out and spend a small fortune marketing against that. But we recognize that most merchants can't do that. We really kind of focus on the the smaller businesses, maybe the restaurant chain that has a couple of locations or even just one location, um, the the small family shoe store, things like that. Um, And there's definitely ways that they can create a sophisticated program um, around centered around loyalty. So there's a couple things you need to do. First of all, you need to um, find some sort of system, and we have what we typically recommend is a system where it's a swipe card. Um, you know, you get a, a loyalty card that's got a barcode on the back. Every time the customer comes in, you swipe it. It's a little bit more sophisticated than the punch card because it's tied to a database, and that card can be um, swiped through something that just goes through the Internet or many merchants already have the equipment. Quite frankly, it's the same equipment we use for the credit card processing, um, and they already have the equipment in place to do that. So you need to have something that technology-wise is going to allow you to track things in a consistent way and an easy way because, let's face it, if if you've got different staff people there, et cetera, you want something that's pretty easy for them to, to, to use and manipulate. So once you have that, you need to, every time you pass out one of those cards, collect some very basic information from your customers, typically name, address, phone number if, they'll, if they want that. Um, though we don't typically recommend calling um, unless it's, it's, it's a very specific type of business. Um, email address, and we always suggest that you get uh, birthdays because that's actually one of the, the secrets to great loyalty marketing is people love getting things for their birthdays from their favorite stores to shop and restaurants to go to, et cetera. Mm. So that's that's kind of the basic core of gathering the information. It's very simple to do and very inexpensive for small merchants to be able to do that. The key then is to marry the information that you get and take a positive and proactive approach with marketing. And we partner with a number of different um, resources that allow us to do that and make it on an automatic basis where there can be either automatic emails that go out or a system that sends out direct mail um, we use there's a number of different systems out there. Uh, one of the ones that we use is send out cards where it can go on very easily and, and you can upload things online, put in so that you can have regular communications with your customers. So you know what your customers' preferences are. 
Well, you, exactly. I think at the time that you're taking that information, you can take it all or you can very simply say, you know, do you prefer email or do you prefer, you know, hard copy mail? Hard copy mail, you know, it's it's funny because we, we, we felt like we were so inundated with hard copy mail and then now we're so inundated with email that it's very hard to cut through that clutter. But I think we all know, I know that I get a lot of, I hate to call it junk mail, having a direct mail marketing background myself, but I get, you know, we all get a lot of that, and a lot of it is, quite frankly, junk because it's not from companies we care about or offers that we want to see. But there are always a few that come through that you look for. I mean, my favorite clothing store, for example, sends me coupons pretty regularly, and I hang on to those because I know that I'm going to be shopping there, and I know that I'm going to use them. So the same holds true if you're targeting your regular restaurant customers, shoe store customers, or whatever it may be, it does tend to help cut through the clutter if it's, if it's a favorite, so to speak. And that's the point of the, of the loyalty. So mm-hmm. once you do that, from a business point of view, you have to, and from the customer's point of view, you have to determine what is it that I want to offer my customers, what's going to be meaningful to them, and what's going to make sense from a business standpoint for me. That would so, make them want to come back again. Exactly. So what's the reward going to be? And it's going to vary from business to business because, quite frankly, each business model is different. So, for example, we're working with um, some customers up in the New Hampshire area right now that are forming an association, and they want to do an association-wide loyalty program. One of the issues that we need to work through, and and we are working on, we do have solutions for this type of of situation, Um, but, you know, the reality is if you have... A jewelry store, for example, and this is what we have in, in this particular case, among the many merchants that are up there, we have, you know, one's a jewelry store, one's a small shoe repair shop. Well, their average ticket's going to be vastly different. If I make it so that if you, every time you go in and spend $100, you get a reward, well, the one time I go into the jewelry store, the average sale there may be $500. Mm-hmm. So it doesn't make sense to reward a customer at $100. On the other hand, if it's a shoe repair shop, and the average sale is $20, well, I have to repair five pairs of shoes before I'm getting anything. So, so what, would you, what to, would you give us, what would be an example of something you'd give as an incentive there? Well, I think what you would have to do is you, every business has to look at what makes sense for them. So, for example, the shoe repair place, she may say, well, you know what, if I get someone to bring in three pairs of shoes, that's a great customer for me. So after three times shopping, I'm going to give them a reward, and maybe it's 10% off or maybe it's half price or whatever is comfortable for that business model. The jewelry store, on the other hand, may say, you know what, until they're up to maybe $1,000 or $1,500 of of sales in my store, it doesn't really make a whole lot of sense for me to give them a reward because that means that they'd have to come again, you know, two or three times for them to hit that. Restaurants, same thing. A lot of restaurants will say, I want to, my average ticket is $40 and I want to see a customer five times before I give them a reward. So I'm going to say that they need to hit $200 in sales before I give them a reward. Or you could have it be they have to come. You can actually have it be where they, they go by the number of times you come in the store. But the, the main thing that people need to understand is you need to set a goal that is, number one, realistic for the customer to reach. Mm-hmm. You don't want it to be, you have to spend $10,000 and you get a reward. Well, no one's going to care. And no one's gonna, unless you're selling cars, that's not going to help. Um, and so it's got to be realistic for the customer to reach. And then the reward has to be something that the customer wants and that is affordable for the business to give up. 
So that's, mm-hmm. that's a business decision that needs to come into play when you're deciding on your loyalty program. And we, we work with our, our merchants to help them determine that. We ask them things like, you know, how many times do you need to see a customer um, in your store before you consider that somebody that is, is a, a longstanding customer and is someone that you want to continue and is going to be a good customer for you? Mm-hmm. Or how, what's your average ticket? And how many times do you need to reach that average ticket before it makes sense for you to give 10% back? What are so you it's doing? really very, very systematic. It, it needs to become systematic, yes, but it's also very customized to each merchant. Now, if there's someone who's just starting out in a new business and mm-hmm. doesn't have the funds for this, what about phone calls and thank you cards and taking people out to lunch? Those are fantastic ways to show loyalty. There's definitely things that you can do outside of a traditional, what I'm calling kind of a traditional loyalty program. The thank you card is actually one of the things that I think is really overlooked in business today. And when we talk about that fact that people are losing their customers sometimes at a rate of about 30% a year, um, one of the reasons people leave is just a simple feeling of apathy, you know, they, they don't really think that the um, business owner knows who they are, cares who they are, or will really miss their business. So if you don't feel that a business is going to miss you being a customer, then you really have no incentive to stay. Something as simple as sending out a thank you card, we actually just recently did this with our um, merchants. We sent them a card that simply said, you know, summer's over, hope everyone had a great summer, we're heading into the fall, we just want to take a moment to let you know that we appreciate you as a customer, if there's anything that you need, we're here for you, here's our number. It didn't talk about any particular product, it didn't talk about selling, you know, cross-selling to anything new, it was just simply, thanks for your business, we hope you had a great summer, here's to a great, you know, Mm -hmm. year-end, and call us if you need us. And you know what, I got several calls from people on that card, really? and some of them were customer service things that needed to be addressed, that if we hadn't sent that... You um, wouldn't have known what the issues were. I wouldn't were. have known, right, and they yeah. weren't, and none of them were really big, big issues. They were really yes. minor things. Sometimes just checking in. I've had people just check in with me. Uh, I needed a guest for a show, and a person who had not been on my show for a couple years happened to write to me that exact moment and said, Hi, Patricia, I want to check in with you. And my, my mind went into, she'd be the perfect guest, and I booked her. Right, right. And that's so many times that's what happens. But if you're not staying in front of people in a systematic way, you're never going to hit that perfect exactly. timing. All right, we're going to take a break. My guest is Lisa Andramos. She's the Vice President of Marketing for ProPoint Card Services and Merchant Services Company that offers a full suite of payment and loyalty marketing programs. And we're talking about loyalty marketing programs. And her website is ProPoint. ATM.com or ProPointCardServices.com. ProPointCardServices.com. You're listening to Positive Living. I'm Patricia Raskin. Stay tuned, folks. We'll be right back. Ask the experts. Call toll-free right now, 1-866-472-5787. Hello? And ask our all-star team to answer your question. That's 1-866-472-5787. Thank you for calling. VoiceAmerica.com. Wine and Women is not your boring wine geek show. It is rather a fresh, fast-paced approach featuring interesting stories and entertaining segments about wine and wine-related topics. 
a warm and chatty format that will appeal especially to women. Men optional. Hosted by wine connoisseurs and luxury lifestyle experts, Julie Brosterman, Lisa Kring, Sharon Borston, and Jeanette Oku, Wine & Women takes listeners to Napa, Sonoma, and other wine regions worldwide to meet the best as well as the newest winemakers, to restaurants to meet top chefs and sommeliers, to wine-themed spas, wine country getaways, even into supermarket wine aisles where Women & Wine Angels swoops down and helps shoppers to get their wine picks and more. Women & Wine broadcasts each Thursday at 2 p.m. Pacific, 5 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America channel. Women & Wine, enjoying life one sip at a time. I can take care of myself. I can make a peanut butter sandwich. I can brush my teeth and I can give myself a bath. I can walk home alone from school. I can pick dinner from the trash behind the deli. I can watch the baby for the whole weekend. I can keep a baseball bat by my bed just in case there's trouble. Don't worry about me. I can take care of myself. If you're in jail, who'll be there to take care of your family? Something to think about before committing a gun crime. Gun crimes hit home. This message brought to you by Project Safe Neighborhoods and the Ad Council. Looking for a good time? We've got a show that will give you a wild ride. This show will make you feel good. And it's not even bad for you. You need your time to let loose. It's time for a feel-good party. Pull up to the computer, mix yourself a drink, and turn up the speakers. Happy Hour is here. Every Tuesday at 5 p.m. Pacific, 8 p.m. Eastern. It's called the biggest radio show in the world. Hosted by international personality and pundit Michael DeMarco. You don't know what's coming next. The biggest radio show in the world on Voice America. VoiceAmerica.com Well, hello everyone and welcome back. I'm Patricia Raskin for Positive Living right here on VoiceAmerica.com. The program that shows you how to turn your problems into solutions, your challenges into opportunities, and to really make your dreams come true. And this show is practical. We look at practical situations, and we look at where are the opportunities. So we hope that you will join us every week on Mondays at 2 p.m. Eastern and 11 a.m. Pacific. Today we're talking about developing customer loyalty. What does that really mean specifically? And my guest today is Lisa Andromalis, who is a partner and vice president of marketing for ProPoint Card Services, which is a company in Rhode Island. It's a merchant services company that offers a full suite of payment and loyalty marketing solutions. And she and her husband, Peter, started ProPoint after owning a restaurant in Newport, Rhode Island. They took the experience of being merchants to establish a merchant services company that would have a merchant-first approach. In addition, Lisa leverages her extensive marketing and advertising agency experience to help grow ProPoint and serve as a resource for their merchants. And specifically, she worked with a very large company, Tryon Communications, and her clients included Volkswagen and Verizon. Atlantic, which is now Verizon. So what Lisa does really is she develops marketing programs and she works in partnership with her clients. So welcome back, Lisa. Thank you. Tell us some success stories, companies you've worked with that you've helped to implement a program that's really taken off. Well, there's a number of different, um, gosh, things that we can can talk about in that sense. Um, You know, there's 
before I tell you about a success, actually, it might be a good time to actually contrast that with what, sometimes it's important to know what doesn't work. Yes, go and ahead, but is, then we go right to what does work. We'll go right go to what does work, but it, it just kind of brings this to mind, actually. we were uh, My husband and I were out to dinner not too long ago at a fairly new restaurant in the area, and we walked in, and they had written on a whiteboard a promotion that they had that was, you know, designed to encourage people to come back and repeat performance, et cetera, et cetera. And it was one of the, as I said before, one of the things that works great in loyalty is birthdays, sending out a card to encourage people to come in. Um, I always like it to be, you know, the month of your birthday because it's always, you never know what people's schedules are going to be. Come in the month of your birthday and get whatever. It's a great promotion for restaurants um, to do something like that where you can say come in for the month of your birthday, get a free dessert or what have you. This restaurant had on their whiteboard come in and you had to come in the week of your birthday on a Sunday through Thursday, you had to have a party of at least four people. Mm-hmm. You had to order at least four entrees, and one of the entrees would be free for the birthday boy or girl. Mm-hmm. Too complicated. Too many hoops to jump through. First of all, I understand they don't want you to come in on the weekend because that's their busy nights, but who wants to celebrate their birthday on a Tuesday with a whole bunch of friends when it's the middle of the work week? Not a good idea. Second of all, you had to jump through so many hoops. What if you go? What if you can't get four people together? What if you just want to go you and your spouse for your birthday? You can't mm-hmm. use that promotion. What if you go with three people, three other people, but someone just wants to order, you know, salad and an appetizer? They don't want an entree. Well, now you're not getting the reward either. So that's one of the things that we talk about when we say you have to have a reward that's going to be that's going to make sense for your business, but it's also going to make sense for your customer, too. So I'm sure they looked at the numbers and they said, well, I can't give away a free entree unless I do this, 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 and this. Well, maybe the problem is that you're trying to give away a free entree. One of mm-hmm. the success stories, and actually this is um, a success story from someone that we do a lot of um, um, consultation with. Um, I mentioned that we use uh, send out cards as, as a way to do some direct marketing. And um, we have a resource over there, a gentleman named uh, Bob Salvis, who's a good friend of mine. Um, he's from the Rhode Island market as well, and he's got a lot of experience with loyalty marketing. Um, and one of the, the best things that we've learned from working with him and, and, and also with other restaurants and everything in general is, you know, the free dessert is probably the most profitable thing a restaurant can do. Really? If you, instead of saying, come in this day and that day, and you have to get four entrees. Right. Don't blah, make it blah, complicated. Blah. Make it simple. Make it user-friendly. You tell someone, come in the month of your birthday. Bring, this, bring in your loyalty card during the month of your birthday, and we will give you a free dessert um, with your dinner. Well, you know what? You're going to make more money on that particular transaction than if they had gone in and bought dessert themselves because they're mm-hmm. going to buy the appetizers, they're going to get the extra drink. Who cares if they bring three friends or two friends or just mm-hmm. them by themselves? They're going to come in, it's easy for them to use, and all the statistics prove out that they're actually going to be spending more money with you giving them something for free that's easy and to understand and easy to use. That other promotion, you may give away a free entree. They may buy dessert, they may not buy dessert. It's, it's so kind of convoluted that um, it's not really going to be easy for them to use, so it's not, they're not going to feel rewarded and appreciated. They're going to feel at the end like, well, we, we jumped through our hoops, you know, mm-hmm. whereas if you just simply do something very straightforward and easy, 
sometimes giving something away for free is going to actually reap much more rewards if you do it in a way that's simple and easy for them to do. So that's one promotion. So really the, the, the bottom line is you make it as easy as you can for the customer is less complex. Right. And more profitable for You have to the think both. Right. More profitable okay. for or the or the retailer. All right. Give us another story. Um, another example is if you have um, a business, let's say, and I, I know I keep using restaurants. I, um, I promise my next one won't be a restaurant. Um, for example, a uh, restaurant, again, locally here, um, my parents love it. They go all the time, um, and they have a rewards program. Most restaurants, again, are very busy from Thursday through Friday and Saturday nights. The downtimes tend to be Tuesday and Wednesday nights. If you have a loyalty program in place and you offer your loyalty card holders, you know, come on in on Tuesday or Wednesday night and we will give you double rewards points, you're going to see a huge, huge increase on those typically down nights. Because if they're thinking of going anywhere, most people, you know, once a week or so may run out to grab dinner somewhere during the week. You want your business to be the one that they choose, and you need to give them an incentive to be the one that they're going to choose on a Tuesday night. And what better way than to reach out to your best customers who you know already want to go to your restaurant, already enjoy your food, and give them an extra incentive to go. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And one of the things that has always worked so well, and not every restaurant can do it, but is the two-for-ones on certain nights. Oh, yeah, exactly. Those always work fantastic. And let's give an example from a different industry, Lisa. Sure, sure. Um, One of the things that we, um, you know, again, uh, uh, a business that has kind of a very specific market when you think about um, independent shoe stores, children's shoe stores, for example. I know I have a um, a two-and-a-half-year-old daughter. Um, You know, let's face it, you're buying shoes every time you turn around because they're outgrowing their shoes all the time. Um, so children's shoe stores is a place where you're going to have a lot of potential for repeat business. Well, let's make sure that the repeat business comes back to the same store and to, to that business owner's store rather than, well, I'll buy one pair here and then two months later I'll buy the next pair somewhere else. If you have a program that encourages, okay, um, every time you buy a pair of children's shoes, we're going to make a note of that, and then we're going to reward you with 50% off your next pair or Mm -hmm. a free pair or whatever it may be. And again, if you market it in a way that's smart, if you're marketing it it in a way that's not just the punch card that leaves the store, but you have that database, you will know, okay, so-and-so buys shoes for her daughter four times a year. I mean, I typically, with the change of seasons, is every time I'm going in because... They don't again. They don't last from season to season because they grow so fast. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you can know and say, well, I'm going to send a postcard to Lisa Andromelis at the in August to let her know the back to school. You know, shoes are in. It's time for you to come in and get the shoes for the holiday season, et cetera. Mm-hmm. You can catch them before they're getting ready to make that decision. And that's yeah. really what we talk about when we talk about changing the dynamic and broadening the scope. It's got to be more than just, well, when she comes in, I'll punch her card. It's got to be, you know what, I'm going, I know who she is, I know she chops this way regularly, and I'm going to reach out to her to bring her in, to remind her that I am here, mm-hmm. to remind her that this is the place where she's going to get 
the proper fitting for her child shoes. Yes. The uh, yeah. customer. Yeah. So it's, it all goes together. It's it all about re- remembering and appreciation and being in front of people and contacting and staying in touch. It's all of that. Yeah, it's all of and, that. And the reality is, too, it also has to then translate to the experience itself. I mean, let's face it, you can give me points and you can give me rewards, but when I'm in the store, I need to feel, you know, the love, the service. and uh, That's a very important point that you just made. Because if I walk in and if I have this coupon or discount or promotion and I'm not treated well and I'm waiting in line with 50 people behind me, Mm-hmm. I may not want to stay. Correct. Correct. So, yeah, so the loyalty in terms of the marketing program, like so many things, it can only take you so far. You exactly. have to make sure that it's translated into the full experience. But you can't have one without the other. If you've got a great experience in the store, but the minute they leave the store, you're out of sight and out of mind, you're failing on that end. If yeah. you bring them into the store but then fail in the store, then, you know, that, that part I personally can't help you with. <laughs> We're here to help you encourage people to continue to come to the store, to the restaurant, encourage you to find creative ways to reach mm-hmm. out to people. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the other things we encourage is if, if you have a customer, for example, that, you know, all of a sudden their activity is gone. You know, they were coming in once a month. Every month, like clockwork, they were coming yeah. in and having dinner in your restaurant. Then all of a sudden, they're gone. Again, so would you call those people? You would send them something, either at first probably an incentive to come back, um, you know, maybe a coupon or even something. Again, people want to feel appreciated. Hey, we miss you. It doesn't necessarily have to be a giveaway. Something that says, you know what, we've noticed that we haven't seen you in a while and we really miss you. Mm-hmm. And by the way, you had, mm-hmm. you know, 15 points on your rewards cards. Did you know with just five more that you can have X, Y, and Z? It's sometimes just making people feel appreciated. And that's true. Yes. All right. We're going to take a break. This is very, um, this is common sense, but yet there are things that we don't often think about. We don't often do these things systematically either. Mm-hmm. And that's the other point, and that's something that we'll talk about when we come back, is how do you really, as you said, look at your bottom line, look at what's going to work for you and for the customer, and make sure that it's profitable as well. And it may not be immediately profitable, but as you said, if it brings in the loyalty long-term, it will be. Right. All right. My guest is Lisa Andromalis, partner and vice president of marketing for ProPoint Card Services, a merchant services company in Rhode Island that offers a full suite of payment and loyalty marketing solutions. You're listening to Positive Living. Remember, folks, you can contact me at Patricia at PatriciaRaskin.com or Patricia at RaskinResources.com. And I would love to hear from you. You're listening to Positive Living. I'm Patricia Raskin. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. Talk, talk, talk. That's all we do is talk. If you'd like to talk, call us toll-free right now at 1-866-472-5787. VoiceAmerica.com. If you want to put the pep back in your step, Chad Lafferty's has just what you're looking for. Dance is life. Life is dance. It's only about dance. It's about moving through life with style, gaining awareness of the never-ending, ever-flowing movement that accompanies all of life's activities. 
Dance is Life, Life is Dance, broadcast every Saturday morning at 9 a.m. Pacific, 12 p.m. Eastern, on the Voice America Radio Network. Be sure to tune in and tap into the limitless healing that dance can provide. Can't stop now. Dad, can I ask you something? Sure. There's this girl I kind of like. Say no more. You just have to impress her. Okay, but how? Just... I don't know, pick up a lot of heavy things around her. Like what? You know, desks, chairs, people. Grunt if you have to. Grunt? Yeah, be like, oh! Uh, there you go. You don't have to be perfect to be a perfect parent. When you adopt a child from foster care, just being there makes all the difference. To learn more, call 1-888-200-4005. A public service announcement brought to you by Adopt US Kids, the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, and the Ad Council. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com Hi everyone, we are back. You are listening to Positive Living and I'm Patricia Raskin right here on VoiceAmerica.com and as I always say, this program is about turning your obstacles into opportunities and your problems into solutions and definitely making your dreams come true. And that's what we do here in a very, very practical way. So we would love to hear from you. You can call us if you're listening live on Monday, September 29th, between 2 and 3 p.m. Eastern and 11 and noon Pacific at 877, excuse me, 866-472-5788. My guest today is Lisa Andromalis, who is a partner and vice president of marketing for ProPoint Card Services and Merchants Services Company that offers a full suite of payment and loyalty marketing solutions. Um, Lisa, one of the things we talked about in the beginning, but I'd like to really target it again, is how we become really strategic and systematic about designing this program. I mean, how do we begin? Do we, do we make a list of all of the things we think we could offer our customers? Do we put a dollar value next to those? Do we then make a list of our customers and check off which ones they think they would like? I mean, those are just off the top of my head. What do you think? Well, I think you're you're right on in in a lot of ways. Um, making a list of your customers is actually part of the program because many times people need to the reason they put this in place is because they don't have a list of customers. In a retail environment in particular, so many times people come and go in and out of the store, in and out of the restaurant, whatever it may be, and you have no idea really who they are. So that's one of the benefits of why we're going to ultimately include a loyalty program. But absolutely, one of the first things you need to do is figure out, well, what kind of system do we want to, to incorporate? And that's where, you know, we certainly can help and, and talk to people about, you know, what would work best for them. Um, as I mentioned, we're, for the, the smaller merchants, we are very partial to the idea of having it be an automatic program where it's linked to a database, and you can do that very easily with a loyalty card. And it's the same programming for companies that are using gift cards. Um, in fact, the, the program that we use is really kind of one and the same, their gift and loyalty card. Um, there are people who have um, point-of-sale software already in place that may have a component, quite honestly, built into it. And, you know, they certainly can call me and, and describe what type of uh, system they have, and I can, can let them know if they already have something in place that they can use. And then you can simply just take the technology piece that you may already even have and marry that with a program that's more marketing-oriented. So you need to determine, okay, what technology am I going to use, first and foremost, to capture the data, 
And then what am I going to do to reward the customer? And as you, you mentioned, one of the things you need to do to determine how you want to reward the customer is, yes, as, as kind of uh, cold and impersonal as it may sound when we're talking about building a relationship, one of the first things you do need to do is determine what is the dollar value associated with not each customer, because that's, that's really going to be different. If I shop at your store 10 times a month versus someone who goes one time a month, I have a greater dollar value. But what is the um, dollar value for each visit to the store? So what's your average ticket? And then at what point does it make sense to give back to the customer and give the reward? So going, again, back to those examples, if you have a restaurant where the average ticket tends to be $50 and you say, well, I, I really want to see people in there three times before I give them anything, you can do one of two things. You can have it tally, I want three visits before I give them, you know, a free appetizer with their next purchase or before I give them mm-hmm. 10% off the bill or whatever it is. Or you can say, I want them to spend $150 before I give them whatever, whatever you want to decide it's going to be. So that's for the actual reward. And then outside of that, you need to look at, well, how can I communicate with them in ways to encourage the behavior that I want to encourage and, and expand the relationship in a way I want to expand the relationship beyond just, well, Lisa comes in every Saturday night for, you know, drinks and appetizers at the bar. Um, you know, what if I, I want to encourage her to, you know, come for lunch? So if I know who she is and how she is um, shopping, et cetera, I can then go back through that list and target with either through through direct mail or through um, email and send something that would encourage that customer to come for lunch. In in doing that, you're being what you're doing is making your marketing that much more efficient. Because if you were to do, let's say you're um, a shoe store again, just to use that as an example, and you've just added, you've always kind of focused on women on uh, children's shoes, and you've just added a new line of uh, women's shoes and you really want to focus on that. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, you can blanket the neighborhood with a direct mail piece that goes, you can buy a list of women between the ages of X and Y and blah, blah, blah. Um, and, and that may be an effective way to to launch some of that, but you're going to get a much better response if you simply just take all of the moms who've been shopping for the kids mm-hmm. and mail to that. So what you're going to do is you're going to end up really fine-tuning and turning your marketing efforts into something much more efficient. Yeah, so it, it's very much targeted. It's very niched, mm-hmm. but it's also a lot of planning. I mean, it's sitting down and really looking at and studying your, your customer. Well, you know, it can be and it, it doesn't have to be. You don't have to make it into something that's going to be extremely time-consuming. What we would suggest is to just start with something very basic, you know, start with something that is simply the birthday thing is great. I like that because it's very easy from the moment that you get the person's information, you can set it up in your system and put it on autopilot. So that's very easy to do. Um, or start with some very basic promotions that you were thinking of. You know, if you were thinking of doing a mass mailing to a larger scale, start with that. Start with taking your entire mm-hmm. loyalty base. And, and go from there. And what you'll see over time as it develops, you'll start to notice, you mentioned the 80-20 rule. Mm-hmm. 80% of our business comes from 20% of our customers. Um, and that holds true for most businesses. 
And that's also going to even hold true within your loyalty group. So just because you have a loyalty list, that doesn't mean that those you're going to mail to everybody on your loyalty list. There are certainly companies who've been doing loyalty for a very long time who have tens of thousands of names on their list. When they do a mailing, they probably, you know, they definitely, not probably, I know from experience, they definitely choose yeah. the, the ones who are going to be the most likely, even from that group. So you're constantly um, fine-tuning and you're, and you're constantly working on getting the most bang for your buck out of every marketing dollar that you have. Right. Okay, so we're about to close. If people get one thing out of this program today, Lisa, on customer loyalty, what's your message? The message is that, you know, something is better than nothing, number one, but number two, you need to find something that's going to be profitable for your business, meaningful to your customers in terms of rewards, and the experience needs to go both beyond the walls of the retail establishment or restaurant or whatever it is, and then when it comes back, the experience needs to continue to be positive. Okay. Well, it's it's very, what you're talking about today is very um, important and a lot of common sense. And before you close, how would you apply this, Lisa, to personal relationships? Well, you know, I think kind of how I summed it up, um, just a moment ago, I think with our own relationships with everyone we meet, we need to always be thinking of how can I improve my relationship beyond just when I'm there with the person? Mm-hmm. Um, how do I be keeping them in my thoughts and in my mind and in my actions when we're not there just immediately together? Mm-hmm. Um, and, and how do we find ways to enhance our own personal relationship that's unique to that relationship? Mm-hmm. That's really what it's about. Yes. Thank you so much for being on the program. Oh, thank you so much for having me. I really enjoyed it. Yeah. Thank you so much. And people can find you at? At propointcardservices.com. And, and if they have any questions about loyalty marketing, they can write to you. Correct. And they can write to me at lisa at propointcardservices.com. Okay. Thank you so much, Lisa. Stay on the line. Thank you. Folks, just want to remind you that Positive Living is always on Voice America on Mondays at 2 p.m. Eastern and 11 a.m. Pacific. And certainly uh, I would love to hear from you. Write to me, Patricia, at patriciaraskin.com or patricia at raskinresources.com. As I always say when I close each show, stay healthy, stay happy, get the support you need, and know you can make your dreams come true. Until next time, I'm Patricia Raskin for Positive Living. Have a great Monday and a great week. You've been listening to Positive Living with Patricia Raskin, a catalyst for positive change. For an autographed copy of Patricia's book, Pathfindings, Seven Principles for Positive Living, log on to raskinresources.com. And tune in next Monday at 2 p.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. Pacific for Positive Living, right here on voiceamerica.com.